Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. All right, welcome back. Zazzo, Rams, and Amber here. You got the NCAA tournament, obviously. Thursday gets going. You get all the madness. The Canes, they play on Friday night. Clark Kellogg, CBS, catch him on all the coverage throughout the next few weeks. Joins us in the Orion Fuel and Downstairs Convenience Stores guest line. Truly steps beyond convenience. Clark, good morning. We appreciate talking to you again here. And while I, I do want to ask you about the, the tournament and uh, just some general uh, Final Four stuff, your experiences when you were playing in the tournament as well, I do want to start with something that we were talking about yesterday. And while you were a, a first-round pick, when you came out of school, okay, you played with the Pacers for several years, uh, big topic of conversation has been this LeVar Ball, okay? That's Lonzo mm-hmm. Ball's father, uh, phenom freshman from UCLA. And we've had this conversation for a while now on our show where I'm not sure that this LeVar Ball is helping his son's draft stock and anymore because uh, there are other kids at the top of this draft who, who are likely uh, worthy of number one overall. And I really feel, Clark, that if you got a lot of teams whose draft boards are kind of even between Lonzo Ball and maybe another kid, uh, I think the tiebreak could be not wanting to deal with the kid's father. What do you make about that? Well, that's an interesting point. I don't necessarily agree on a number of levels. One, talent is what drives the NBA, and clearly it becomes a little bit more of a business, actually a lot more of a business than in college. Uh, I certainly wouldn't take the tact and approach that LeVar Ball has taken, but at the same time, it's every parent's right and responsibility to raise their child children the way they deem fit. So, on the one hand, I don't agree with how he's postured things and himself, but at the same time, I would not ever attempt to tell someone how to or not to raise their child. That being said, if in fact there is a consensus of who, top, who the top players are, you know, every general manager and organization is a little different, and it only takes one. It's like selling a house. You can have a lot of people looking, but you just need one person to present the offer that you want. So with 30 teams, I think this is a moot point as it relates to where Lonzo Ball is drafted. I think it'll be about evaluation of his talent, his temperament, his fit with the organization, and who his dad is and how he presents himself, I don't think will factor in in most cases in terms of whether or not He's drafted by your organization. How much of a factor do you think it is that nowadays compared to when you were in school, and I know you put, you came mm-hmm. out after your junior year, but you got, right. you got so many of these kids coming into the league now at 18, 19 years old, a bit younger, not as mature as players from back when you were playing. How much do you sure. think that that plays a factor with the parents being this involved? Oh, it's no question. It's a huge issue. It's a huge issue. I mean, the whole helicopter parent syndrome isn't just front and center with our highly talented and gifted athletes. It's even at the kids' level in all types of sports. And it's not healthy. It's not productive. It's not conducive to what sports can be. Oftentimes, you'll see kids get burned out well before 
they would have normally because of the pressure they feel from parents, and that's really disheartening. I could go on and on, guys, as a father of three children who are now um, adults and played sports at a high level, all Division One athletes at one time. It was um, disheartening to see how sometimes the experience and the benefit of sport participation can be ruined when kids are professionalized or pressurized too early. So you see some of that playing out. And then the fact that kids now are coming into the league at 19 and 20 without the same kind of foundation and maturity emotionally that you would hope they would have stepping into that world. It's part of where we are as a culture now. And it's um, not healthy in many cases, but there um, are ways to work through it. And I think the league does a pretty good job and organizations do a decent job of trying to help these young guys handle the business and demands of being a pro player at the NBA level. You seem to have a lot of similarities with Mr. Ball. You have the three children that are pretty stellar athletes, along with Mr. Ball has his three sons, and he's trying to negotiate a billion-dollar shoe deal along with accompanying that by saying that he's he could beat Jordan basically back in his day in, in his years when he was averaging two points in college and Jordan was averaging 30 in the NBA. You have to step back and realize that this father is creating controversy for his son that really a reasonable human being would not want to be doing. And again, I don't agree with any of his posturing and his tactics, but at the same time, every individual is free, is free to choose how they're going to navigate their own journeys. No, it wouldn't be the way I would go, but at the same time, I'm not going to tell him how to do it for his particular group. Is it productive? Is it best? Is it ideal? Time will tell. It doesn't seem to be phasing Lonzo. I've not met either one of those guys, just have seen them from a distance, admired the young man's talent and ability and potential, have seen his dad interact with the media. And I don't know the motivation or the relationship between dad and family, so it's hard to comment around that other than to say, I would not choose to do it that way. That doesn't mean it's right or wrong. It would not be my personal preference to go about things in this manner. But we have free choice and free will. That's part of what makes our world great. We have Clark Kellogg here with us. You'll catch him on CBS's coverage, of course, uh, NCAA tournament as everything gets started uh, with the uh, the first round, round of 64, beginning on Thursday. Uh, overall state of college basketball. You know, we're talking about these kids who leave after one year now. Uh, I, I, the product, I mean, I, I don't think it could be argued, Clark. The product was so much better when you were playing college basketball, even into the 90s. It was a lot better back then than it is today because these kids used to stay three and four years. Am I right about that? I'd say different. I don't know if I would fully embrace better. Better is relative. We tend to, in revisionist history, embellish and elevate the past. Clearly different, not necessarily better. The game, I think, is enjoyable and entertaining, um, as well followed and covered as it's ever been. So I think the game is in really pretty good shape. We've had tremendous progress with the enforcement of the rules as written. The game is more aesthetically pleasing. Um, it's not perfect, but I think we've got a really good tournament on, on, on board, and I think the game is in, in pretty good shape. Coaching is good. Styles of play are good. Entertainment is good of it. So um, different for sure, no doubt about it. But change is inevitable, and uh, I enjoyed my era, and I enjoyed the ones that were prior to this one, and I'm, I'm embracing this one for what it is, and I think it's in pretty good shape. 
Clark, I was going to, you've been covering the tournament for years, and I was going to start off by asking you who your surprise team is of the tournament this year, but I'm actually more, the Hurricanes. I'm actually more curious to know as a broadcaster how you prepare for the surprise teams. I mean, you have in the, you know, in the days after the tournament's announced, you have all these experts on television who seem to know, you know so much about all these teams, but what is the preparation like? I mean, there's no way that you're watching the games of 64 oh, oh yeah. no, teams no, going no, into this. No, no, no. Amber, I'll, call, I'll, I'll stop you right there. I watch games <laughs> all year long. Oh, really? From the, time, from the time the season starts, I could show you a notebook. I've got a notebook that I've carried for years, and I watch non-power conference teams from November until – we get to Selection Sunday. And my goal is to have seen every team either in person or on DVR or my iPad prior to the Selection Show. Have you seen I don't them all? Look at the, I have. I don't look at the bracket until we reveal it to you. When, that, when the bracket comes out, I see it as you see it. We get it earlier, but I don't look at it. I really test myself on my preparation from November until Selection Sunday. And I watch these. I watch every conference championship game of all of the conferences, particularly the, the um, non-Power Five. And then I'm watching those teams. I keep notebooks every year. So at the end of this tournament, I'll have teams that I'll be ready to scout next year based on what their personnel is and who's coming back and how they fared either in the NCAA tournament or NIT. So I knew Vermont was going to be good. I knew UNC Wilmington was going to be good. I knew East Tennessee State was going to be good. Those are teams that I've already watched, Florida Gulf Coast. A number of these teams I'll watch for two or three years. Winthrop I've been watching for the last four years because they played in their conference championship every year the last four and finally broke through. And now they have a little dynamic player in Keon Johnson who could be a darling. I don't know if they'll win, but he'll certainly entertain folks in their game, um, in their first-round game. So I watch all year long and keep a notebook on every game that I watch. I document players, coaches, class of player, and so forth. So I'm ready. I'm locked and loaded by the time we get to selection Sunday. Clark, we know you got to run here. So real quick, when when is a 16 going to beat a one? Is it ever going to happen? It's not going to happen in our lifetime. Um, in my lifetime, anyway. I'm 55, and um, I don't know how much longer I'll be doing the tournament. It'll go on well beyond when I'm done broadcasting. Wow. But I, I don't think I'll. I don't think we'll see it in my lifetime wow. unless there's some really extenuating circumstances. The number one seed as a player big-time player get hurt in practice before the tournament or something like that. I mean, but if everything is equal and everything is healthy, we're not going to see it. Great job, Clark. Always like talking to you. Thanks so much. All right. Appreciate it, guys. Enjoy the madness. All right. That's Clark Kellogg right there. Wow. I'm surprised. You said, I feel like eventually we're going to see a 16 win. You know where I think that changes? If the one-and-done rule ever changes, where if guys can go straight to the league now out of high school, if, if that ever changes back, then I think that would maybe – that would maybe be your chance. Not in his lifetime, a 16 beating a 1. I think it happens eventually. Hopefully this year. Knock off Kansas. So the Hurricanes don't have to play him with that death seating, number 8. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.